Welcome to The Shape Podcast. We believe that God has designed you for impact. But how do you take the brilliance inside of you and turn it into reality? Shape is a place where world changers, culture shapers, industry leaders, and political thinkers will come together to explore the ways that shifting what we believe shapes what we see. We're glad you're here. Well, what is good, Shape family? Well, welcome to yet another Shape Home Edition. So be ready for bad audio, yelling children, and barking dogs. Welcome to the beautiful chaos. Uh, And this week, I wanted to have actually one of my coaches and mentors who I also have the privilege of calling a friend on the podcast, and his name is Chris Turnley. Chris is a leader of leaders and a leader to leaders. And uh, what I wanted us to lean into today uh, is, is here's the truth. If you listen to this podcast, you're a leader and there's never been more of a need for leaders to lead than right now. If you're listening to this in a couple of years, you're like, why right now? Well, we happen to be in the middle of a global pandemic. And so we are having to address and shift and change and pivot our organization's in an unprecedented rate. And the uncertainty that we're feeling in this crisis um, is also an opportunity uh, for us to understand that leadership is not just motivation, leadership is direction. Um, And I think that something that leaders of organizations are feeling right now uh, is that we're in a transition, right? We're moving from the triaging the crisis to figuring out where are we going in light of this crisis. And Chris has been a part of pivoting the organization that he is a part of leading right now, as well as helping so many of us in the middle of this crisis. So something uh, that we wanted to talk through uh, and kind of lean into is where do we focus in the pivot, right? So Chris, if you won't mind, dude, just take us a little bit into where do we need to be pointing as leaders? Uh, how do we need to be thinking and where do we need to be looking in these days ahead? And how are you, by the way? Man, I'm, I'm well. Thank you. And uh, thank you for having me on this. It's a, it's a great opportunity to connect with so many people, I think, with so many questions. And again, you know, hopefully if, if you're in 2020, you know where we're at. But if you're listening to this sometime in the future, um, you know, what's amazing during this time that you hear a lot of people will say things like everything's changed and and. The key is really it hasn't. Some things have changed and some things haven't changed. And I think as leaders, wow. one of the first things we we want to gain, gain in on is what are the things I can actually affect and what are the things I can't affect? Because otherwise it can't feel wow. like everything changed. And it really didn't. Right. And, and really those things as a leader you wake up and, and focus on, which is if you're a leader, you're focusing on your people. Um, that should not have changed. Now, how you do it, we're, we're, you know, I've seen more of my people on video, which um, people can freak out on if you're used to seeing them face to face. A lot of leaders are used to seeing them right. that way, but they're used to seeing their people that way in an office space. Um, what I thought has been really one of the most beautiful things I didn't expect is I've been able to see a lot of my leaders. I've been able to see their homes and see their families yeah. because no one was set up for this. As you know, like it's crazy. You got kids running in, yeah. do homework. <laughs> and you know you're trying to you're trying to be super nice on a video call while you're trying to correct your kid on the other side of you. <laughs> so true. You got your eyeballs looking over there, going, um, "I'll kill you afterwards." 
you know, and so um, all of those totally. are going on, but it's, it's beautiful because you actually have got a way more intimate look um, as you go through this and this, this shared experience uh, I do believe will forever change us, but will certainly forever change your team. And then you just have to choose how do you want it to do that? Yeah. You know, something that's been cool to to talk to you about, Chris, has been how specifically in the organization that you're in the middle of right now, you you guys have had to repurpose an enormous amount of your employees. But the way that you guys have done that, it actually has turned into opportunities for them. Um, and some kind of people showing some skills that you didn't even see coming. So as a leader, as you're having to shift things around, thinking about people first, engaging them in where they are, what have also been some of those kind of surprise opportunities that you found in the midst of some things changing, not everything changing? Yeah. You know, what's interesting. So people first is actually a tag that we use all the time. Um, we, we use it, uh, people first and relationships are all there is. And during times of crisis, you have to decide whether you actually really believe that. And are you going to add, mm. are you going to add fuel to, to that? Or are you going to take away from it and then say in the name of crisis? Because, you know, culture, a lot of people talk about is this mysterious thing. And you have to, you actually, if you think about culture is simply what you wake up and do every day. And so if, if during the crisis, I shortcut um, this and I just take decisions away from my leaders or I restrict what they can do, then that's what my culture is. And wow. yeah, I can say anything I want, but, but that's what it is. And that's what it'll be proved out to be. And so all of a sudden I get this opportunity to now go, I really believe this and we're going to, we're going to lean into it more. So not only are we going to uh, ask you to do something you've never done, we're going to enable empower and equip you, which is the three jobs that we tell all our leaders that they're supposed to do with their people. And we're going to just do it a lot faster. So what would have normally taken us, you know, a year we did in like two days and guess what? It wasn't perfect, but we've always believed don't let, you know, uh, perfection get in the way of progress, but this is another one. Right. Wow. Do you actually believe that or do you not believe it and you just say it right? So now all of a sudden you have a choice. You're yeah. I, I know with no training, it's not going to be perfect, but we'll be where our members need us to be. And we'll be there with the right heart, with the right attitude. And that's 90% of the ball game. So let's just go and we'll figure stuff out. Yeah. People will amaze you. But I think as, as, as leaders, you have to always catch that spot of, of a lot of times our fear or our uncertainty can cause us to shrink. Um, what I just, my challenge is always like, can we do the opposite? Can we actually push more decisions down to the front line, more decisions to people who can actually be enabled and equipped to make those things faster and to make those adjustments, knowing that it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be uniform, but in light of this, like we're better off because of that. Now I've got a team that's been doing things um, for a while and, and, and they're getting really good at it. And now guess what? Excellence is coming at it, but uh, coming out right. of it. But excellence started because we had the right attitude and the right heart going into it. Um, so we didn't matter. They're like, hey, I know I can't really get this done or I'm not going to get it done as fast, but I'm going to do it with a smile. I'm going to do it be and, and be excited about it. And I'm going to be excited that you trusted me with this thing. And 
Yeah, so good. I'll tell you like that, that part for me, you know, and it is a crisis we're going through in the midst of it. There are so many reasons to celebrate all these little acts of heroics. And I don't mean little like they were important, Mm. but if you start stacking them together, um, those are the things that bring us together. Those are the things that really matter. I can't control a crisis, but I certainly can control how I act in the middle of it. And I can control how I treat the people around me. And you find it is the little things that really matter to somebody. And that they, if you turn and you say, I trust you with this and you actually hand it off to them, uh, they'll never forget it. You know, something that I've gleaned from you is that whenever you step into a room, it seems like that room just gets better. And most of that comes from the fact that you have this relentless commitment to develop people. It's almost like you have a core belief and I'm giving you a core belief. If if it's not yours, then you should make it one because this is what I feel. <laughs> but it seems like you have this core belief that everybody can be great. And and so the the difference in kind of maybe someone's productivity or what they're able to execute um, is limited more by development than it is by skill set. How have you seen that play out as you guys have had to really rapidly begin to develop some people in some areas that um, they weren't even thinking they were going to be moving towards even just four weeks ago? Yeah, thanks for saying that. I I, um, I appreciate it. I think I certainly the core belief that, that I think God has a purpose for everybody. And, and I, I tell people all the time when I'm talking or, you know, leading, like, if you don't believe that we probably aren't going to get, we aren't going to be able to work very well together. Like I just core believe yeah. that there's a purpose for every single person. So that drives me, you know, to be part of my, my goal right. is to connect you to your purpose because purpose wow. isn't a plan. The purpose isn't a job, but the purpose can be fulfilled through a plan and it can be fulfilled through a job uh, if that's God's intention. And so like just always leaning into that. So I think for me, um, it came in real early. Like I've had some parts where I tried to do a whole bunch of really cool things and I was going to do them and I was going to be awesome. And I was going to show you my awesomeness. And I realized I can touch like, I don't know, 20 people, like 30 people. I don't know, not that many. And and so you, you wrap up all your awesomeness and you go, wow, okay, that didn't really work. And then you realize it's cause I didn't, I was so focused on what I wanted to do. It wasn't about that. It was about releasing more, equipping more and empowering more. And then all of a sudden this little bit, you can start seeing impacting on 10,000, a hundred thousand people. If people are in the right places to amplify those things, I think, you know, the job of a, of a leader really is, is, you know, culture and, and mission, right? We need to be amplifiers of those, yeah. of those things. And, you know, I just believe our culture should always be one that honors the gifts in the person and sets them up mm. in the right place. So I don't believe everyone can be great at everything, but I truly believe everyone sure. can be great at something. And my job is to help find, help you find that place where you can be great. Where do your strengths align with your passion and your talents and your motivation and how do you then go forward? And so I think I spend a lot of time there and I try, I tried this philosophy and it, I don't know, it doesn't always work. Um, because sometimes people are, they're like the guy, the gas station freaks out or something. I try every, (laughs) I want to, I want to leave you with something that may help you take another step. So 
And I'll, yeah, you know, so my poor children have to hear this every time I'm with them. I'm like, hey, I think, you know, this is not who you are. I think you'd be great at this. Like, so you're either calling out a strength or encouraging them, you know, even for being out there today, those people that are working in yes. Circle K or whatever, you're like, man, thank you for being here. I mean, like, it really matters that you're, that you're stepping up and in. They're like, yeah, okay, that'll be $2.99. Um, but <laughs> you're still just, you're trying to, to sow that seed every single time. Because if you can just be that encouraging thing that, that launches a movement or launches a person forward or connects them to their purpose, I think for me, that's the, that's the juice. And that's really what leadership is around that influence of, of helping people connect to their purpose. Um, so I think that's where uh, I've tried to line it, partly because I think I've tried the other things and tried the, the other way of, of doing it where I just thought my awesomeness would carry the day. And it, it really didn't. Sure. It really didn't. Yeah, <laughs> in, in a tragic way, it really did not. <laughs> well, when you when we actually met each other, I was face to face with realizing that my awesomeness was not enough yeah. as I was trying to plant a church in downtown Seattle, Washington. And um, uh, for for those of you guys who, which is almost everybody, have no idea how Chris and I met, uh, but we we met at an absolutely pivotal time in my life when I was um, really starting to learn what it felt like to build something that didn't exist. And uh, through a, a mutual friend, I uh, met Chris, and uh, we sat down uh, for dinner. And I was disfrothing at the mouth for give me like the key to be able to start leading and moving this thing forward. And I was blown away by everything you just heard, that it's not about what I needed to do. It was about who I am. And I think that's so important as a leader that we get that, that it's that it's who we are. It's not just how we're leading in the organizations that we might be in charge of but it's how we're interacting with the people at Circle K. It's how we're viewing the interactions we're having with people at the grocery store because the culture, right? Who we are when we wake up, what we do when we wake up, what you said, um, that's what that's actually where we're going to be able to build. And so if there's a disconnect in who we are outside of the office, if you will, versus who we want to be inside the office, I, I think that we're going to have trouble building a strong culture moving forward. Yeah. I jump in on one thing because I think we talk a lot about vision and vision's vital. Like Bible's clear on it. Uh, pastors are clear on it. I think we get trained a lot on it. Vision, vision, vision. Um, if your vision doesn't involve people, I just don't think it's going to go very far. Um, wow. It's huge. And so I think, I think the vision is, as you find out, like only carries you really far, but if it's not big enough that more than one person can work on it, it's probably not that big a vision. And it may be more, and I've had this a lot with entrepreneurs, we would sit and talk and I'm like, well, do you want to be famous or do you want to build a solid organization? Um, and, wow. and, and sometimes those two can overlap. Sometimes they really can. Most of the time they can't. Um, because Can you go into that more, dude? Like what, what do you see? Like what, what do we chase if we're, because I, I, man, that just resounds with so many conversations that I've had. Like if someone's chasing fame versus, you know, I, I heard TD Jake say one time that he never got into being a pastor to become famous. He got into being a pastor to be effective. Yeah. And, and I kind of, I feel the same kind of vibe in your statement. So what, what have you seen in dealing with hundreds of leaders, um, if, if not thousands, mm -hmm. honestly, what have you seen to be 
where that begins to disconnect and fall apart. Yeah. So, you know, it comes down to, to every day you got to sit down and make choices, right? And again, culture is right. what you do. And so I have to choose whether or not I'm going to give credit. I'll give you a really easy one. So great companies or great organizations, great churches are built by great teams. Uh, oftentimes right. we give credit to an individual, but they're actually built by great teams. That just doesn't necessarily fit the narrative we always want to hear, but it's always right. True. And so yeah. you have this, this, this area where, so if I come to a leader and I say, man, that was phenomenal work or, Hey, what your company's doing is incredible. That person has a decision, you know, do they take credit for it and talk about their great idea? Cause they may be the one who had the original idea or the calling or the initial inspiration, or do they give credit yeah. to those who are, who are working on it, who actually made it happen? Do they give credit to the, the people who implemented the engineers or whatever, right? So huge. And, and you, you kind of always, it, your life then becomes full of these decisions. Do you become someone who has to build up your name and therefore you spend your time trying to get speaking engagements or um, out there? And again, sometimes that can help your company, but most of the time, especially early on, it doesn't. And, right. um, or do you spend time growing your leaders? So, you know, when we started one of the organizations I, I started, we, you know, we, a lot of people had been experienced and we said, okay, for the first 18 months, nobody travels, nobody speaks outside, nobody, because we all could go do those things. But if we didn't develop right. a team, right, then we were never going to get there. It was easy to get distracted. And so you kind of have this choice. Do I develop, do I take all that energy and develop my leaders into becoming what we need to grow this organization? Or do I go out and get fed of the ways? And again, there can be a mix. So I'm not trying to say it's hundred percent one or the other, but, but I think people will catch what I'm, what I'm, what I'm throwing is that you, you do have that decision to make. And, and for me, it's as simple as, as when you are complimented, like, one of the things I take pride in, I'm really hard to compliment um, because I you really, really are, bro. You I really, really are. don't do anything where people will say, oh, this happened. I'm like, I, I really do like three things. I show up and talk most of the time. I, I, I draw pretty well <laughs> on the whiteboard. My penmanship's not good, but I draw really good on alignment on the whiteboard. Right? <laughs> and, and, and so like, I'm limited on the things I can do, but, but those things apply to a lot of different areas. Um, Right. The work is, or the expertise is always done, you know, by, by people that are way smarter than me or I'll come back and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get out of your way. So the smart people can get to work. And, and I don't just say it. I truly believe it. Like, you know, uh, Jim Collins talks about this thing, spending most of your time in what you're the best in the world at. And that doesn't mean I'm the best right. person in the world, but it's on this earth. This is what I'm the best at. And how do you keep your time? Now he's, brilliant. He tracks it every day and he's an engineer. And so, um, I just try and keep a feel for like, Hey, I'm, I'm really good at these things. So how do I keep my time there? But most of it is around enabling people to just be great. And so I think that part of it, um, is what leaders have to get over. And that's just that ego. And sometimes it's a crash and burn that helps. And sometimes it's crises like this that really push out of you what's really there. But that's the area I think right. when we talk about organizational growth and growing great organizations, um, there's some things that have to die and ego is one of those things. Yeah. You know, I couldn't agree more. I, I read a book uh, this summer that's called Multipliers mm -hmm. and 
the the premise of the yeah the, the premise of the book is that leaders great leaders um their teams do not see them as the smartest person in the room um and if you if your team does see you as the smartest person in the room then you will limit if not eliminate any innovation from happening outside of you because everyone already is looking at you to be the person who's giving the solutions and the answers. I mean, I mean that book rocked my world because it's so true. It's a, it's a next level of dying to the ego that like a great organization is built on the back of great people and not a great person. And the leader's job is to position people in their purpose, aligned with their passion, and and to let people run and to keep the main thing the main thing, right? In my situation, the organization I lead is a church. And so I'm keeping kind of our culture and our vision central and and making sure that in the different things that we're doing, we're staying aligned within that. But as our organization is literally doubling every year, um, my hands are not involved in much of anything that people say that we're doing a great job in, right? Like uh, it's, it's, it's run and pushed forward by amazing people. So the, that concept of not positioning yourself as the smartest person in the room was really, really helpful for me um, as I was trying to learn this lesson of like getting out of the way and letting my team be great. Yeah, no, I think it's really good. It's kind of like, where do you get your vitamins, right? So yeah. People get their vitamins. Some people get their vitamins by achieving things, right? And, and like putting their name on it, checking things off a list and getting things done in their own competency, right? Like I'm, the, I'm really good at this. And you have to shift that mindset at some point to say, if, you know, it's okay to, if you're there, then you just rise to a certain level and you stay there, right? The right. next thing has to do is you have to really... And, you know, some people, you know, say fake it till you make it. I think it's really hard to I think you really have to make a conscious decision that you truly believe the best way to go forward is through other people. And that, yeah. that my oh, so is only determined by my team's success. I don't have any success outside of that group success because my only job as a leader is to get that team ready to go. And so. Right. People are like, yeah, but then I created this strategy. I'm like, well, why did you do that? Like, why, why is your team not ready to do that? And so I think as we're approaching right. even, um, there's a natural tendency to want to reward the leader who is that lone wolf. I did it, you know, kind of thing. And, and, and it really, when it comes down to it, uh, isn't, isn't the thing that's sustainable or really build something phenomenal for every uh, person that that went out and created the first thing, there was always somebody next to him, and that leadership um, usually is very uh, humble, and that carries right. it has to be. And then you're like, wow, that person is really the one who brought it all together. And so it takes that combination. Yeah, vision is vital, right? Because otherwise, you just build a good organization that didn't go anywhere. Um, right. So vision's vital, but but it really only when you when you provide that that culture of really either relationships all that matter that people first culture uh, that really enables equips and empowers the employees to take it and run with that vision does it ever go farther than you thought it would 
And so, wow. um, you look at that with some churches, like, you know, life church never, th- you know, Greg Rochelle probably never thought about a Bible app that would reach, you know, hundred million people across the globe. Never. Yeah. But, Facts. You, yeah. but the vision was big enough, but then you get the right person there and then empower and enable them and equip them, let them run. And so whether it's yeah. in church or whether it's in business, we hear about all the time, but those things are the, the things that are really powerful because they, they amplify to your culture that every single person is actually important. Um, and because people yes. like, wow, if they can do it, then I can run on my passion as far as our, and I think as leaders, our job is to raise the roof up higher, especially as we're talking about it yeah. out of this crisis, right? So there's, there's things that existed, needs that existed or opportunities that existed that weren't here six weeks ago. There's also crisis right. and there's trouble. At the same time, there are there's now you've got an experienced team and you've got opportunities. So as a leader, do we raise our roof more to give people more room to run after their passion, or do we shrink the roof down and and squeeze them more? Right. And so I'm just my challenge is like to raise the roof and like, hey, let's go take advantage of where we're at, the experience we've gained, and the opportunities that are there and move forward in the midst of this, because that amplifies everybody that if, if we're expanding our thinking, then they can expand their thinking and keep running after this. So huge. Man, gosh, bro, you're just the best, bro. Thank, I mean, seriously, thanks so much. I know how busy you are right now. Uh, some, some, some industries are sleeping and some are firing on 800 cylinders and yours is one of the 800 cylinders one for, so for you to, to take time to uh, just impart some wisdom and guidance uh, to us today uh, was absolutely pivotal. Uh, I know that I'm uh, better for listening to you today, uh, no doubt. Man, God bless you. I appreciate you like nobody's business, man. And you uh, you starting this endeavor. This is awesome. Next time we get to come on, maybe we can actually have some sports to kick around. <laughs> Bro, seriously, <laughs> man. You know what I've been having? I've, I've resorted to watching the reruns. This is a fact. I've resorted to watching the reruns of the 2019 European Handball Championships. Oh, that's how you know yeah. you are reaching into the bottom of the barrel. I lost a lot of money on that one, so yeah, I got too painful to rewatch. Yeah, I'm with you. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, hey, dude, thanks again for being here. And guys, as always, uh, it does so much if you would just take a minute and subscribe and help us spread the word about what's happening here on the Shape Podcast. We want this community to grow and for dreamers and leaders like you to be inspired, equipped, and encouraged. Thanks for being with us today. And until next time, stop waiting and start shaping.